0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Balance Show. We believe that the key to life is balance. Finding the balance between discipline and freedom, ambition and contentment. The perfect balance is unique to each individual.
1: We are your hosts, Taylor, Chloe, and Steve, and we're here to help you find your balance.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Balance Show. This is your host, Chloe, and today I'm here with my boyfriend, Ari. You guys have met him before, as he is the director of marketing for Balance Athletica. But today we're covering an entirely different topic, which is our hashtag relationships series. And you guys last time heard about Taylor and Steve's relationship, if you haven't heard that one yet, Definitely go back and tune in. It's a great one. Um, But our story is for sure different as we were kind of dating as adults and... um,
1: Different to say the least. Very Um, different. And this is actually one that we were discussing personally. Just I think we were walking around the lake and talking about millennial dating and relationships today Mm -hmm. and kind of where that was. Yeah. And then we received a request um, kind of in the same category. So it lined up really well. And I think we have a really interesting, to say the least, (laughs) story to tell.
0: Our story. And then also just to cover kind of, we call it millennial dating, but it's really just dating in this day and age. Mm So 2019, um, it can be a little bit difficult to date as an adult. I think once you're out of school, once you're out of college, and you're trying to interact with people, you don't necessarily feel like they really care about you as much as you would hope.
1: Yeah, and we have more access to... Everything and everybody in this day and age than we ever have before, and I think that plays such a pivotal role in where things are now.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we want to dive into that tonight, and I say tonight because it is <laughs> currently 9 30 p.m. on a Sunday. But you know what? We're committed, we're committed, committed. to getting this content out there.
1: Officially, the latest <laughs> podcast ever recorded in the Bound Studio,
0: and I have a feeling we might like keep this record for a little while at least too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Taylor and Steve, come on. Come on. on. Bring it on, guys.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. We have a few show notes today um, just to keep us on track because we can really get off on tangents, especially when we just kind of sit down and, and... Discussed.
1: We could go for an hour on just like one of these topics. So totally. This is nice to be able to push the, the story along.
0: So first off, we just want to discuss really what dating looked like for both of us before we met. So I think that there is definitely a culture of dating that seems very prevalent right now. Even with anyone that I talk to that is single or kind of newly in a relationship, they understand. I think they, everyone can relate on this. Most dating is definitely. hard.
1: Yeah, dating it's hard is right now. Hard,
0: totally, and I think, like you said, it's because we are all so accessible, but we're also so obsessed with being perfect, right? Because yeah. like there's this standard out there that it's like you have to be perfect, you have to play by the rules of society, you don't want to move too fast, but you also can't move too slow. There's so many moving parts.
1: And I I think even beyond being perfect, it's almost a a game of power. Who can have the most power? Who can care the least? least? Who can spend the most time in between replying to a text message? Who can write the least amount of words? Mm -hmm. Who can just overall care the least, like you mentioned?
0: Yeah, and I think... That's not only in our, we call this millennial dating, but it's not just our age. It's, um, you know, people who are older. It's people who are younger. I think people, you know, middle school, high school are experiencing this too. And it's really hard because it makes you really question your self-worth because you can never be yourself. Yeah. And then there's a lot of rejection right now in dating think I, we I, all experience it. I think
1: we're part of the first generation where ghosting is cool. Right, like if you're like, yo, I ghosted that girl, or I ghosted him after our date. Terrible. You're, you're kind of like cool.
0: Yeah, which it it shouldn't be something that's respected or praised by any means. Yeah, it's kind of this idea of like I'm a savage,
1: right? Like I don't
0: care. I hate that word so much. So much. Uh, I remember uh, people using it, especially when I was like in college. I'm like, that's not cool.
1: Yeah, I don't really want to be a savage. Honestly,
0: I think we should all care a little bit more.
1: Hashtag, don't be a savage, please. (laughs) Hashtag, hashtag relationships. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so no. yeah, I think the biggest thing with you—you you can go ahead.
1: No, I, w- I was just going to say, um, and I think it's getting worse and worse and worse as generations like continue. Like the younger generations are coming up, and they're getting brought into this. So I can remember a time where, you know, ghosting and social media apps and like Tinder and stuff that wasn't even available. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole new wave of, of kids who are born into this. So this is what yeah. you're growing up with now.
0: Totally. And especially like everyone has an Instagram now. Yeah. So like not only are these, you know, young boys and young girls, they're seeing these pictures of these perfect humans naturally or not. Um, and they're comparing themselves to them. But also that's how they're interacting with their peers and their, you know, potential significant others so it's kind of hard because you're never really talking face to face Mm -hmm. and then once you do it's a little bit uncomfortable
1: yeah yeah very uncomfortable I've noticed
0: yeah we're not forced to be outside of our comfort zone until we finally kind of make that move and then (laughs) something that I noticed like if I ever met someone online is I felt like we would text and we would message and everything until I was comfortable enough to meet them but then I feel like once you meet them all your small talk is off the table so then what do you talk about
1: yeah you, you're forced to have meaningful conversation yeah and how do you have that it's it's hard if you're not used to that and you're s- stuck on social media and dig- digital communication because it's just filled with memes and things like yeah, that totally <laughs> yeah.
0: like you were talking about last night a date that you went on and, um, how the girl you sat down on your date and for the first 20 minutes, she was just basically showing you memes and funny videos that she really liked. Yeah.
1: And and I took that as like, there's (laughs) first off may have been one of the worst dates and experiences of my whole life. It was so bad. Um, but that, that immediately told me that that's, there's nothing else for us to, come come to terms or have common ground on like the only way that we can communicate is based off of like facebook's funny videos that's crazy for me was a very bad time
0: and admittedly (laughs) i do sometimes show you some of my favorite (laughs) videos online and you don't always necessarily understand but i think that's more appropriate later on we're not saying you can't do that it's good to relate over memes for sure but but it shouldn't be your first step and your only means of communication
1: yeah, for sure.
0: And that's the point is that I think we all, I mean, I'm me too, admittedly, are lacking a little bit of interpersonal skills because we just don't have to interact that way as much. Yeah. The other thing with those dating apps is just this illusion of abundance. So it makes people feel like there's always something else out there, maybe something better, something easier, um, more attractive, whatever it may be but they think that they're missing out if they quote unquote settle for someone who they just met.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that can go as far as like, you know, um, celebrities or you can think, Oh, well, you know, I have this fantasy of meeting, uh, I don't know, like a, a French model someday. Like you have access to literally everybody on planet earth that has a a digital device. Yeah. So it's just, it's just over, over abundance, like Chloe said. And, um, I, I read this book in my single years out of curiosity um, <laughs> by Aziz Ansari, the comedian, called Modern Romance. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, it's like the comedian guy wrote a book about dating, should be silly. Mm-hmm. And it was a really entertaining and funny read, but he based all of his stuff on um, collegiate research and some like big universities like Stanford, Har- Harvard, things like that. And one of the studies that he did was at a nursing home. Um, of people who I think grew up in the maybe 40s or 50s in New York. Mm -hmm. And the number was absurd. I think like 50% of the people that he interviewed had ended up marrying somebody that lived within a square mile of where they grew up. Whoa. 20% were within like, I think, three blocks. And then I think that the remaining like 10 or 15%, whatever the number was, ended up marrying somebody who lived in their apartment building What? Think about that for a moment.
0: You just like pass them by when you're getting your mail and you're like, oh, hey. Oh, that
1: guy's really cute. Yeah. And then you guys talk and then boom.
0: So it makes the world a lot smaller, which we find, I think, kind of quaint. But I think we romanticize that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you're like, oh, wow, you could just, you know, see what's directly in front of you. So it's almost like an ignorance is bliss kind of scenario. Yeah. Where you're not exposed to this huge, endless world.
1: Yeah, you don't care what the people in Los Angeles are doing. You don't care about what these models or these people or these influencers Mm -hmm. are doing.
0: I mean, if you have news, you read about it in the newspaper.
1: Yeah.
0: And then eventually, you know, you see it on a TV. But it's just now where it's so accessible. And the news that you're exposed to is a lot less important. For example, (laughs) I know that, you know, this one girl had avocado toast for breakfast. Like, that's the news that I'm ingesting now. Yeah. Which is kind of
1: silly. I'm sure that group of people only knew about the big things happening in the world. Yeah, and then everything else was in their own immediate social circle and, and and life.
0: So it's a it's a very different, you know, shift in society and the norms. And I find myself talking about those things a lot lately. I think in the past, even like six months of my life, I'm really. Um, just exploring like social norms and, um, social standards and things like that. And I've said it before, but I feel like they are all just BS. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's any right way to live life, but societal norms make you think that there is. And if you're not living that way, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And it just, the same thing goes for dating.
1: And that's just complete nonsense.
0: It is. There's no blueprint to anything. No, nothing at all.
1: Um, on that note i think that maybe we should because i think our, our story tells um a little a little bit of a a story on how this can affect people and relationships and i think we've set a good baseline for where dating is kind of is today we might be a little bit biased or skewed mm-hmm. but for the most part yeah more or less just from
0: what i've gathered and then what i've heard from my friends and the people that i know that are dating mm-hmm. those are the the common consensus yeah I
1: think this is based on personal experience, our view of the world. If you guys love, you know, dating on social media, things like that. Awesome. But this is just kind of what we've experienced.
0: Totally. We are not experts. Yeah.
1: On anything really. (laughs) We're just kind of like jacks of all traits. (laughs) (laughs) We're
0: great. We're good at a lot of things, but we're not experts on one particular thing. um,
1: But I think that we should start with our story.
0: Let's do it. People ask us all the time.
1: Yeah. And we've never answered we really, don't. we don't ever tell the whole just thing, say, oh, it's just long.
0: We met out, and that's the thing. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a dirty little secret right now. Ari and I actually first connected on a dating app. We did. So I saw him. Here's the thing with the dating app scenario. Everyone asks how we met, and the story is so long, and I don't want to be judged by the stigma that comes along with online dating. So I just say we met out in Indianapolis, which is true. Yeah. However, there's a bit of a backstory. There is, and it's important.
1: Honestly, I'm not really worried about the stigma of online stuff. I just don't want to spend 35 minutes or 40 exactly. minutes telling somebody a story about my, my dating, you know, experience. That's how I feel. Because I don't know if they care that much.
0: That's true. They just want to
1: know what happened, you know?
0: Exactly. So, basically, I two separate times downloaded a dating app, <laughs> and I kept it for like three days. Um, I was living in Indianapolis at the time. Just got done with school at Purdue. I um, was living at home with my parents. Shouts to them. And I saw this handsome boy on on this app. Swiped right, messaged him, and I think we talked briefly and.
1: We we immediately talked about um, travels, travels because I sent you a bunch of photos from my trip to Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. I think that was how we popped the conversation off, and I was like, "Whoa, totally. this is crazy!" Like we're talking about New something.
0: Level. Yeah, Whoa. finally. I was like, put me in your suitcase next time. Like a classic line. <laughs> a classic line. <laughs> and uh, then I deleted the app because I think a lot of us do this. And I'm not too proud to say when we're feeling lonely or when we're feeling like we just want an ego boost, um, we can tend to download the app, get a little bit of attention and then just get bored with it. Also, I was way too nervous to meet anyone from that app. <laughs> I never went on a date um, through online dating and even with Aerie it never yeah. happened
1: yeah it never happened
0: so i delete the app and so
1: <laughs> there's there's quite the story here um <laughs> before i get into that i will say same deal here mm-hmm. i would literally download the app swipe right on as many people as i could <gasps>
0: dude and then,
1: and then and not then, just the ones no, no, that you thought were cute no and least. then i would jump back on later and see how many people liked me so and, then okay. I, and then i would be like okay i feel good and then i, would, I wouldn't talk to anybody
0: And just to pause, that (laughs) is like the problem with dating apps. I don't think there's anything wrong with utilizing a dating app and being responsible and respectful Mm -hmm. with it. I would say that both of us did not use it in a responsible way.
1: No, absolutely not. It it was entirely ego boost driven. However,
0: so many people use it that way. Yeah. And so that's what gives it that bad stigma because people are on there and they're either looking just for attention or they're looking for hookups or the things they're not looking for a relationship yeah so i would really just like for people to use it for what it's meant for which is to connect and have a real true relationship because it can work it's a great way to connect with people yeah
1: i will say i think that it may have developed a little bit since you and i have been in in that realm because i've got some friends who are single who are like you know like young professionals really career driven and they use there's like a couple maybe like coffee something coffee makes me bagel Oh. I've heard about that one and people okay. are actually like matched based on their their combined interests. I don't know. My one of my friends was telling me about it. I like it. And it seems, seems like he's met some pretty nice gals off of it. So <laughs> <Pretty> nice
0: ladies. <laughs> good
1: for good for them. Okay. Um okay, so the 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 app thing and you, and deleting the account. So um, here's what really happened, guys. <laughs> so I, here's my perspective. As if
0: it's like a secret here's that what, you're about to expose. Here's really what happened. The tea.
1: <laughs> the tea. Um no, I, I jump on and I talk to this obviously beautiful girl. Oh, wow. We match, we chat, and we have this awesome conversation and then I go to sleep one night, <laughs> and I wake up the next day and the, the threat is gone. She's 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 deleted from the face of the earth. What happened? And I'm like, Oh, she must have unmatched me. What did I say that was so stupid? I'm such an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so So then I think maybe what, two, three weeks passed yeah it was a while wow and then uh match again and i'm like same girl this is seems weird fake. seems fake she's a bot, she, she's a bot. <laughs> and um and, and she says hey like nice to see you again and i'm like uh in my head i'm like i don't remember you so i was like i was like oh have we met before
0: i remember that you said that actually that really hurt
1: oh that was pure ego i'm sorry wow and um and then eventually kind of like we warm up, we chat. Oh, yeah, we talked about Bulgaria, yada, yada, yada. And um, I go to sleep at night. <laughs> Next morning, same thing. Oh. I, it felt like Groundhog oh. Day, honestly. I was like, dude, seriously, again? And um, mm-hmm. thanks to my my good friend, Daniel Friga, one of my closest friends. Great guy. Uh, a, a dating app savant. Expert, <laughs> some some may say. Um, he was just like, dude, have you, have you ever checked your deleted messages? Scroll to the very bottom and just like, just look at it just in case she deleted her profile. And I'm like, what? You can do that? So I scroll down and it says deleted user and I click on it and it's mine and Chloe's message thread. And the last one from her says, Hey, I'm going to delete this app tonight, but go ahead and text me. Here's my number. And I was like, Daniel, (laughs) You're a genius. You are brilliant. Uh, yeah. He lived in Michigan at the time. I wanted to give him a hug, though. <laughs> and then um, I guess you can pick the story up from there.
0: Yeah. So we start texting, and we're snapping. We're texting, snapping. I feel like we we communicated a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was a few times where you had asked me to meet up or hang out. But again, guys, I had never, ever, ever, ever met someone online and then met them in person. I was so scared of that, not just because I'm like, what if this is a psycho killer? Mm -hmm. But overall, I think that I was just nervous that I would somehow be disappointing. Like, what if I'm not, what if I don't look like he thinks I look like? Or more importantly, what if I'm not the person that he thinks I am or wants me to be? I think that was so intimidating for me to meet up with you in person
1: so that's that's your mentality this entire time yeah. i know we had a few back and forths and i think maybe a couple of canceled dates um yeah. not not on 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 my account okay i I'll did say. cancel
0: i did cancel i was so <laughs> nervous
1: so i i think i understand that now but at the time like oh this girl's so beautiful like she probably has a bunch of guys blowing her up and she just like blowing me off like okay this is this is so annoying whatever she thinks she's too she cool. She thinks she's too cool. Like, yeah, she's going to ghost me. Okay, fine. She's sure.
0: not that great. She's not
1: that great. She, <laughs> she's actually incredible. But um, <clears throat> no, that that was kind of our, our mentality. So you guys can obviously see what, what just like digital communication can do. We're Total in an entirely point. different pages at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's obviously done. She's nervous to even meet me.
0: And here's the thing I just have to say before I forget. That is so crazy because we just talked about how our – potential for communication is higher than ever but our execution of that our true communication I think is lower than ever we're not communicating where we're at our true feelings what we're thinking what we're feeling it's like there's so much potential that none of us speak our mind anymore
1: yeah like if I had
0: literally just told you like hey I'm just kind of nervous I think everything would have been different yeah right
1: and speaking of people not like wanting to speak their mind all the time it's almost like Society almost views it as weird when you do. Right. Should I? Like I'm crazy or
0: I'm too much.
1: I mean, I want to kind of mention like Boomer's birthday real quick.
0: Yes, that is like the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. So
1: uh, Boomer's, our podcast editor too, is going to hear this. But no, seriously, like speaking of like everybody holding back communication and holding back true feelings, Mm -hmm. I was at Boomer's uh, birthday celebration and we're all having a nice dinner and chatting it up and... And then Boomer goes, he has this notebook in his hand and he stands up like he's going to have this speech and everybody's like, what is this guy doing? And he goes, hey guys, real quick, um, I just want you to know that the, the most important thing for me on my birthday was to have everybody here together, um, just my my favorite people, my my loved ones and um, just just my, my, my team. And it means the world to me and this is all I wanted for my birthday. And I really just want to go from person to person and tell you what I appreciate about you and how I feel about you. And, there, and guys, there's there's literally 20 people at this party. So everybody's like, what? Even myself, I was like, wait, wait I don't I don't really understand. Like, he's going to tell people how he feels about them. Yeah. And he goes from person to person and talks about and, and encourages them in a sense and talks about, you know, how he feels about them, like what his favorite qualities are, like how um, these people have helped him in his life and how they've encouraged him.
0: And, like, what he sees when he looks at them.
1: Yeah, what he sees and what he looks at them, what he appreciates. And it was just like, man, I I just saw a true connection with every single person in that room. And that's something that I haven't seen in a long time.
0: Yeah, he's leaving nothing unsaid. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I'm, like, emotional about it. I was emotional (laughs) when you told me about it. I was emotional because I, unfortunately, had to miss it. Um, And I was so sad. But he, Ari took a video of him saying his part. And it was emotional when I watched that. And just like hearing about it, it's just so unique and like yeah. incredible.
1: I mean, imagine guys, there's a room full of people and you have one of your friends stops the entire party and looks you in the eyes and says, Hey, I appreciate you because you're an incredible friend, because we can have deep conversations, because you inspire me, because you're so special. Think about that for one moment. I mean, mm-hmm. time just stops.
0: We never say those things. Yeah. We just think that they're a given or that they're obvious but to go out of your way to communicate that is like so incredible so rare yeah no one does that
1: yeah and 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 if you think that the people around you just know that they might deep down but it never hurts to tell them again
0: well they would they could think that but they don't know yeah you don't know if If you don't put it into yeah if you don't put it into words no one really knows what you think of them yeah They, I mean, um, they might think you like them because you guys hang out, but Mm -hmm. like that is just so inspiring. Yeah. Amazing. It is. So, so communication is at an all time low. Tell somebody you love them after you listen to this. Honestly, like (laughs) tell
1: people how you feel about them. I I think I have a few, um, a few conversations I'm due for, but, um, yeah.
0: Sure. Where were we in our story?
1: In our story. (laughs) Um, okay. I just got Chloe's number.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just got my number. We're chatting it up. No, we're past that. We're chatting it up on Oh, you've text. canceled on me a few times. Canceled. And then this one night I'm out with my <laughs> friends, big group of people, some people I don't know, um, but just some of my gals. And, you know, we're drinking, we're downtown Indy. We all, you know, just got off work, went to the bar, we're drinking. I never went out that much. So this was kind of a rare occurrence. And I'm like you know feeling it i'm above 21 don't judge and i'm feeling it like <laughs> it's like late in the night like it's got to be like 1 in the, 1 2 in the morning it's
1: it's way late and
0: we are at this like three level bar it's so packed i'm talking to my friends and we walk past one of the dance floors and i'm like wait a minute that guy looks familiar so i walk across the entire bar and i stand in front of him and i wave at him like with a smile on my face and it's airy, I think. And I wave and I wave and I, I feel like we make eye contact. I'm waving at him and he is dancing with this girl and he grabs her and he runs out of the room.
1: I'm gonna pause real quick. I do not think we were dancing.
0: They were dancing.
1: I think we were leaving. They were
0: they were dancing and then they were leaving, to be clear. Guys, Trust me, I know it's burdened in my memory. You were oh, dancing. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Go ahead. Continue.
0: That's my whole that you, is your thing. Oh, turn. okay. You take so. Over.
1: So, here's <laughs> here's my perspective and how my night was going. Um so I just one of my coworkers it was her birthday and we all went to an Odessa concert. It was dope. Mhm. And everybody gets a little bit crazy, has maybe a little bit too much to drink and I'm I'm out with all my friends and my coworkers. And I think at some point in the night, I was just like, man, hmm. <laughs> I'm not really feeling this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out by myself. That's that's the level that I was on.
0: I've never, I don't think I've ever reached that level. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It was my thing. I just like to go out by myself. My it, it felt like a random, just like fun experience. Uh-huh. So I go to this bar and I'm just doing my thing, hanging out, dancing, probably by myself in a corner. Who knows? <laughs> and... Uh,
0: you weren't by yourself <laughs> no, no no
1: no it builds up it builds okay, okay, up here it builds okay. up here so and then I, I see my friend um and i think she may be even a little more inebriated than i am at this point so we're hanging out kicking it and then, and then there's this one moment where she goes dude i don't f- i don't feel very good at all i said okay <laughs> she goes i need to get, call an uber but i can't i don't i can't work my phone i said okay let's get you an uber let's get you out of here so as we're leaving i'm working on this girl's phone i have not seen chloe at any point going <laughs> going down the stairs of this three level bar <laughs> and um and and i escort the girl to her uber i close the door like i hope she made it home okay i think she did uh and didn't like vomit in the uber and give that crazy like 300 hundred dollar fine Can um she she might have i if you hear this i hope you're okay Um, That was like, what, a year ago? Yeah. She's good. She's good by now.
0: She's got to be. She's recovered. She's
1: recovered, yeah. (laughs) Her pride, maybe not, but but she's recovered. So I'm like, okay, this situation got handled. I'm going to go back in the bar. So I just pull up my phone on the way in, and I have this text message from Chloe. And I open it up, and it just says, hey, idiot. (laughs) 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 Pause for a second. This girl's ditched me on like two dates at this point.
0: It's like two in the morning.
1: It's two in the morning. She's also like deleted me off Bumble twice, <laughs> and she says, "Hey, idiot," and my mm. brain just short circuits. I'm like, "What is happening right now?" And <laughs> um, I just, I think I just replied, "What?" She <laughs> yeah. sure goes. I dan- tried to say hi to you.
0: You're dancing with some girl. And you
1: just embarrassed me in front of all my friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't say that. And something like that. Okay.
1: And, um, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, yo, I just had to like get my friend an Uber because she was sick. I was mm-hmm. like, what's up? And you were like, nothing. I'm at the bars, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. You were mad. I was mad. And, and I was just like, okay. I was like, are you going to meet me or what? And you were like, yeah, fine, I'm at this, at this part of the club. <laughs> so, <laughs> this of, part of the club. So I'm walking in the bar like a smiling idiot because I'm finally getting to meet this girl, even though she just called me an idiot. And um, <laughs> I just walk in and I don't know, have you guys ever met somebody that where you, you sit down next to them and it's just like easy to talk to? There's no nerves. There's no like, <gasps> what do I say? You just sit down and just like say whatever you want. Like Mm -hmm. you say exactly how you feel. I don't even know what I said to you. I don't either. I think I maybe just said like, hey, how's your night going? Yeah. Uh, I remember I complimented your perfume and your outfit. Mm -hmm. And then we just like talked about Frank Ocean. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) just a bunch of random other stuff.
0: Yeah. it just the conversation flowed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were vibing. We, we had a vibe.
0: We definitely did.
1: No, so that was kind of like whoa, like this girl's real and she's exactly who I thought she was when we were talking back and forth online. And um, I don't, it was, it was just kind of like a whoa, like you, have you ever met somebody where you're just like whoa, I really like you, mm-hmm. and, it, and 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 as far as like a relationship matter, it can be that way too. But have you ever just met a person right. in general yeah. where you're just like whoa, I really like you, like you mm-hmm. are cool.
0: You vibe with someone. Yeah. I have a theory that that might be what a soulmate feels like.
1: Oh, wow. it's a powerful word.
0: I'm not just saying between you and I, but I think there's friends. There's like a couple people in my life that I've met like that. Yeah. That you just, it doesn't matter how long of time that passes mm-hmm. between seeing each other. It just flows. It's always easy. You just connect on a different level. Yeah. I no. feel that with you.
1: Yeah. And once you've made that connection, never really goes away. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you have like a just like I mean for me my guy friends I don't get to talk to everybody every single week, but I mean there can be maybe 2 months that go in between and when you pick yeah. it back up it doesn't matter because you are that tight.
0: Yeah. Totally.
1: So those friends that you don't talk to forever and just reconnect with, that's yep. kind of how I felt with Chloe like off the jump, just immediately.
0: Mhm. And we, it wasn't just the first night, it was the first few times that we kind of went on a date. I remember our first date. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was you or I who recommended this. I hope it wasn't me because it's a little bit embarrassing. It's okay, it was me. But okay, Ari is like, let's go to this art show on Friday night. It's the first Friday of every month and it's supposed to be really cool. I'm, he's like, he's like, I'm super into art. I'm very cultured.
1: It was a 100% not cool. <laughs> I do like art museums a lot. And the, the Indianapolis art museum is actually incredible.
0: But it wasn't a museum. But
1: we did not go to the Indianapolis art it, museum.
0: So rewind, start of the night. I think we're both so nervous. I get to your apartment because it's really close. We're going to walk there, I mm-hmm. think. And, um, I'm like, I'm like, should we have, like, a glass of wine before we go? You're like, I don't have wine, but I have tequila. I'm like, okay. So we take, I think, like, three to four shots of tequila. No big deal. And we go to this art show, and we get there, and all of the – booths and exhibits and rooms are literally closed down the lights are dimming like they're they're packing up and we are just like the final pedestrians just barging in on their artist party
1: and, and this is where all the artists are kind of like winding down they're starting yeah. to like hang out and have their like conversations mm-hmm.
0: away from the the common folk yeah yeah
1: and we're walking through this place just browsing we are not buying a damn thing <laughs> Because it was a really bad art show, I will say.
0: Inexpensive.
1: Inexpensive.
0: Both of the things.
1: Um so we're just like meandering through this place relatively drunk. Uh, slightly. Maybe being a little bit too loud at times. Laughing. With within reason, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and these these people are just looking at us judging. like peasants. Like, yes. what are you guys doing here? Like it's our time now. We've don't had our art day. Here. You don't belong. And um we just made we made the most of it. Yeah. And I think after that we were just like, dude, this sucked. Let's uh let's go to our, just a random Mexican restaurant I'm Down hungry. the street. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm, <laughs> one of some guys I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> we get there and I'm like, you know, we're like talking and then our wait waiter comes and he's like, What can I get you guys to drink? And I'm like, What's in the uh Margarita El Casa. No, yours is
1: that. Okay, okay, oh yeah, yeah. I'm
0: like, what's in the like El Presidente Margarita? He's like oh it's um don julio blanco all these ingredients this it's guy like
1: ran out of breath reading your your ingredient list So long. like he was tired afterwards mm-hmm. and, and i'm like oh oh dope he's he's really good at his job he knows it all so i'm like oh hey okay cool uh what is in the quesadilla de la casa like this like the house quesadilla. margarita <laughs> not quesadilla no 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 what is in the margarita de la casa yeah And I look at him, and there's this extra long pause, and he looks me right in the eyes, and he goes, Lime.
0: (laughs) And you have, like, just the longest moment of silence I think I've ever heard, and you just stare into each other's eyes, and you're waiting, and he's waiting, and you go, Okay, I'll have that.
1: <laughs> my, when he just said lime, was, my, my brain didn't know.
0: <laughs> I don't is know he, if is there
1: was. more to this? Am I just getting like limes? Do
0: you think that was like a power move on his part?
1: I think he may have been establishing his dominance <laughs> at that point.
0: Lime. He goes, lime. <laughs> there you go. Sounds great. <laughs> That's what <laughs> i was hoping. I'm
1: going to save the awkward and I'm just going to order that one. <laughs> yeah. Let's have that. Yep. And so, he goes, Okay. Yeah. and then he just walks off and brings back an, an incredible margarita actually great. I think great. it probably had more than just lime in it
0: yes for sure um,
1: but yeah we, we make we had a great night. joke to this day
0: we still do it is still so funny I think to he, us
1: I hope this guy hears this at some point
0: what if he did because
1: he knows he knows that he tried to patronize me that night
0: but what are the odds
1: low low, <laughs>
0: low. low. so sad low
1: <laughs> <laughs> but one can dream um, yeah cool
0: So that was really just our first date. We had many occurrences like that where they were just so funny. We have inside jokes still that we laugh about to this day. But they were just, again, so easy, so fun. I think it was like the second time I ever came over. We literally laid on the couch, like separately, across the room and listened to records. And I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, his apartment is filled with books. I'm a bookworm. And... We're just sitting here listening to records. He's, he's like, one, respectful of me, which I've really never experienced. And we're connecting, like, on this level that I don't think that I've ever even imagined. So it was just, it was not only so different, but, again, it was just so easy and fun. And everything just flowed, like, yeah. from the very beginning.
1: I remember you coming over, and um, I was just like, yeah, I don't really have much plan. We can watch TV. We can listen to records. And... You were like, whoa, let's check out some records. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. You like records? So you're going through and you're like, oh, my God, you have Frank Ocean's Nostalgia Ultra. And then you're like, oh, you have this one. Oh, you have this one. I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Who is she? So, yeah, we literally just like, and I don't even think we had drinks or anything. Mm -mm. No, stone sober, just like hanging out on the couch, Mm -hmm. listening to records. Yeah. And talking about them and just like enjoying it.
0: I think the first song that we heard was Frank Ocean's novocaine, novocaine which yeah. is one of my favorite songs, yeah. but even more now because it's very special. But you played it for me all the way through, and I'm like, Can you play that again? And then I listened to it another time. I'm like,
1: Yeah, okay. And it's not like <laughs> I can just click a button, I have no. to stand up and open the record player and keep <laughs> going back. And I feel like you maybe did that like three times. I
0: might have. I, like, it was you know, the first song we have ever listened to on your record player.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was. It was the very first one. Mm-hmm. It's the first track on, on one of the albums, I think. I
0: wanted it three times. Yeah. There we go.
1: F- Frankie, if you're listening. Oh,
0: Shout. Frank Ocean. You made this happen. You made it happen. And then what was really fun, not fun, what was really cool um, throughout like our early season of dating, too, was I remember, and we just talked about this the other night, but we would send each other songs back mm-hmm. and forth that... We really liked, but we would even more importantly, we thought that the other person would love,
1: yeah,
0: and we would send it back and forth. That was like probably one of the most meaningful interactions that I had early in a dating stage because it's not just like texting, like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about you, or whatever. It's more of those like actions speak louder than words scenarios where it's like, I heard this song, I think you'd love it, or I heard this song, it made me think about you. That was like one of the most romantic things, I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I feel
1: like when you would send me stuff, I would immediately put them on this playlist. I had yeah. like a, almost like a, I think it was late night driving because we like the same type <laughs> of music. Mine was
0: called driving. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my God, that's weird.
1: And it was just like this like neo soul, um, like R and B type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We like kind of like funky jams. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like eclectic, like weird.
0: Sometimes alternative, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Not Blink One Eighty Two, but like, but like on s- the other edge. Yeah, some like yeah. Daniel
1: Caesar and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man. I need to re re uh, visit that playlist.
0: Yeah, I know. Good, sure. times. Good, good times, good memories.
1: Yeah, so we're kind of in the fun part of dating. You know, we're hanging out and um just really, really enjoying each other's company. We haven't really established what this is yet. Um, we haven't put any names to it, but I think we each had our own. um Maybe mental barriers built up. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that.
0: Definitely. Um, Not just from like previous relationships, which we'll kind of dive into later, but even just like I said, these societal norms that force you to hold back because neither party wants to seem like they're crazy or like they're too much. And so we just left so many things unsaid. Yeah. We never spoke about how we were feeling. We were at in the relationship And we just kind of let things roll because it was easy, but we also didn't want to cause any friction. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say how I was feeling. You didn't say how you were feeling and neither of us had really any idea. Yeah.
1: I I feel like I didn't want to give up any like um, emotional ground because what if, what if it's too serious for her? What if we're just hanging out and enjoying our time? Like why complicate it? Why do all that? And why risk risk the chance of getting rejected maybe?
0: Yeah, totally. So I think we both just really held back, played it cool. I don't know if I would say too hard to get, but it was really playing it cool and acting like we weren't that invested, just having a good time. We're getting to know each other. But I think like six months pass Mm -hmm. and, um, we still haven't really communicated these feelings. And I mean, we're, you know, we're dating, we're hanging out all the time. Every time I get off work, I'm hanging out with you and, um, Things are just getting really—I wouldn't say serious—but we're hanging out all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and but we're still doing like the romantic boyfriend girlfriend stuff. Like right. we're cooking dinner together. Yeah. We went out for your birthday. Yeah. Um, doing all that stuff, but the, but we still both of us are like, yeah, what's but what's really going on? I don't yeah,
0: know. totally. So then I kind of bring up the conversation like, hey, I know that you want to move to LA which at the time you did because you are really into acting you're amazing and that's kind of like I think any actor's dream you want to live in LA right yeah for sure you're like I remember you telling me really early on when we met like I really want to move to LA by the end of this year and I was like okay so that kind of also set the stage for the relationship too Mm -hmm. is like I'm like I can't force this upon him, he's moving, I'm moving in a different direction, um, but about six months into the relationship, it was around August, I'm like, hey, so this whole business thing that I've been starting on the side with my sister and brother-in-law, um, it's really taking off, and they actually, like, they need me there in person, and so I know it's kind of sudden, but I'm moving to Denver, and, um, that's the plan. Yeah. And I kind of left the ball in your court.
1: Yeah, that was um that was kind of a tight spot mm-hmm. because I had all these feelings about you obviously. But it's like, yo, she's she's pretty much moving like across the country. Yeah. And you have this plan in your head and you want this for your life and um what are you going to do? Sometimes you can kind of find a middle ground for a situation. You know, you can kind of meet in the middle, but in my head at this point, it was like, oh, you either, like, figure something out with a girl or you just do your own thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my answer was camping.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: camping. <laughs> the people are like, what, what do you mean camping? So I had this, this this big camping trip and literally, like, all my family was going to be there. It was for my little sister, Sashka's birthday. And um, my mom's like, hey, are you bringing a guest or anything like that? Like, she she was obviously thinking one of my friends. She never thought about that I was, I don't know if I even told her. Maybe I, I think I told her I was I was seeing you a little bit, but I I played it off like us guys do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was just like, yeah, mom, like, I think I'm going to bring this girl camping. Are you okay with that? She goes, yeah, come on. Aww. And uh, my mom loves you now, obviously, after you've met. But um, I didn't want to give up any ground. I didn't want to be like hey do you want to come camping and meet my entire family yeah like that's so that's such a big ask in my opinion Mm -hmm. but I was like hey you know I kind of played it off I was like yeah my family's doing this little camping trip we're just gonna you know hang out for two days and get away from you know work and technology and all that and just hang out and you were like yes yeah yeah
0: yeah right yeah no way you in were, my head maybe you
1: were so excited and I was like oh my god really you you're ex- you want to do this okay yeah yeah cool 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 so you're like I okay
0: played it a little bit cool I was probably like yeah I'll see what I'm doing that weekend the
1: eyes tell all <laughs> the eyes lit up guys they lit up yeah um, I was but, excited, and and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she wants to do this. Great!" So we're like, uh, <laughs> we're like buying sleeping bags and planning out camping gear. Well,
0: and he plays it off too. He's like, "Okay, I'll see if my mom's cool with it," because like you wanted to make it seem like it was no big deal. Yeah, but like yeah. I'll ask my mom.
1: Yeah, it had to be subtle for me because I was yeah. like, I don't want to give up too much, guys. I'm a man. I can't, like, <laughs> you know, it's was, it was so silly it in, in hindsight. Yeah, if you haven't done anything with your significant other. Or prospective significant other that involves only you two, like there's no technology involved, nobody's on Instagram, you're not in the city, you're not, you're not, you're not just, you're not distracted by any means. Um, you should, because I think that was the the next step of our relationship. Yeah. And when we did that, I feel like those moments that we had, um, just camping and just like sitting under the stars mm-hmm. and looking up and playing that, that childish game where you look at the mm-hmm. clouds and stars and try to pick out like frogs and dragons and lions and shapes and just laugh, just have this like, just, just a nice time with just one other person. Yeah. Um, I think that was really pivotal in our relationship.
0: In that in itself, just being away from work and be, like you said, being away from the pressure was so huge and then on the other side of that was obviously meeting your family not just your parents but your really entire family Uh,
1: I left that part out
0: you did so uh,
1: I mean there's like 20 people guys this is like my extended cousins and aunts and uncles and people who I'm probably not even that close with
0: right and like I am not I mean I think nowadays I really become like a nature (laughs) girl but like this was my first time camping I'm a little bit I would say a little bit high maintenance maybe but I go and I meet his entire family and like, his mom and I just click, and, like, I think both of his parents, we just click, and um I feel like I really got to know them, and then we played that game what's like, I think it's Ghost in the Graveyard yeah. with all the younger kids and siblings in his family, and that, too, was just so much fun to, like, not just see him interact with them and, like, um you know, just have this, like, kind of role model air to him with his younger family members, but just, like, having this like childlike joy where you're literally just running around through the pitch black woods and just playing. Like it was just so – something about it was just so much fun and it was so special to me. And when I talk about this to my friends, I kind of just tell them like I think that's really when we fell for each other because we saw each other. We kind of had everything else stripped away and we saw each other, I think, in a totally different light, right?
1: Yeah, I think – that's really accurate. And I, I saw the same thing in you and just like seeing you interacting with my nieces. I remember, I remember <laughs> at, at one point <laughs> and one of my nieces, Lila, she is absolutely adorable and she looks just like you she's, did.
0: She looks like a, a, what exact replica of what I looked like when I was a little girl. I
1: mean, it's crazy. Bangs, everything, yeah, the just blue eyes, <laughs> like just, <she's laughs> just cute. so cute. And, um, and I'm talking with my mom one morning and then I turn around and I'm like, yeah, where's Chloe at? And I just kind of walked down this little trail. And she's just swinging with this little girl who is my niece. And they're just swinging and talking. And Chloe's like, she's like talking to her like like she's she's like an adult. Like they're discussing cartoons <laughs> and they're getting like a, a passionate into it. And they're just having the best time. And I just looked at her and I was like, wow, like she is an awesome person, you know.
0: That's exactly how I felt. Seeing you interact with those little girls too. Yeah. That was important. Yeah. And Lila's swinging with me and she goes, we have so much in common. She was so excited.
1: And Chloe's like,
0: yeah. (laughs) It was so cute. But yeah, I think like getting away from everything. I mean, whether or not you're really at the stage where you feel comfortable meeting each other's family. I know that's a really big deal, especially for a lot of us who really, really value our families and the opinions and the feelings of our families. That's a huge deal. But just getting away from work, getting away from your phone, I think that is it's so pivotal for a relationship. You just get to know each other on a deeper level and maybe you'll find we're well, not a great match, but maybe you will find that it takes your relationship to the next level.
1: Yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's when nobody's trying. I think mm-hmm. that's 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 an interesting point. Yeah. You know, when you get to a point where you're not trying and you see that person for who they are because a
0: true self. I don't
1: care who you are, you can't look cool or try while playing with little kids
0: you just can't no
1: you just let let it go (laughs) and do your thing you
0: also can't look very very attractive (laughs) after three days of camping either and we went camping i think we were gone for three days we were driving back to indianapolis it was like a three-hour drive Mm -hmm. and we were like let's cancel all of our plans tomorrow and let's just hang out i don't want to leave you and i was i was getting ready to leave town
1: you're a few days away
0: yeah but i'm like I don't want to do anything. I just want to hang out with you. We yeah. hung out for three days straight after camping. Like we should have been so sick of each other. We should have wanted to get away, maybe shower. I think
1: you showered at my apartment. Yeah. You didn't even go home.
0: He didn't go home. I just like did not, after that moment, I just really did not want to be without you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cupid's arrow struck guys.
0: <laughs> and then I moved. So I was about to leave town and it was, you know, the night before And Ari came over to my house. He brought me a gift and he asked me to be his girlfriend officially. And it was like such a special moment. I think I was like crying Um, because it was just, it was so special to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's still is special. I still remember that
1: moment like vividly, Mm -hmm. very vividly. I think I wrote you a little guys, I don't write poetry, but I wrote you a little poem in your journal that I gave you Mm -hmm. and you read it. And then it was just like, this really cool moment.
0: It just, there was just so much like meaning and substance. Um, and I don't think that I ever really had that in previous relationships, but it was like, I never knew that it was real or that it existed. I was like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm crazy or I'm a hopeless romantic or whatever, but I'm like, I'm like, people don't really treat each other like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not real life. Um, but I think in our relationship, I've just found that, like, if you find someone that's a good match, then it is kind of like that fairy tale story where it's it's just easy and there's there's pivotal moments throughout that just mean so much to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think for me, it was just, like, letting go of any ego or societal standards of being like, like, you know, you're this cool guy. Like you can't tell girls you like them. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was just in hindsight, it's so silly, but yeah, like I think a lot of young men become that guy because that's what's cool. And then Mm -hmm. like, you want to be like the guy who like, I don't know, pulls all the girls and is doing his own thing. It's just, this image is just, it's just, it's, it's really toxic, I think. And if you're really focused on, you know, yourself and stuff, that's great. You know do your thing, but um, I don't think that you have to do that at the cost of others. Yeah. And it, for me, I was like, you know what? I really, really enjoy this girl. Like she is incredible. And I think, uh, <laughs> Dan to the rescue again, Dan, I'm telling Dan about like me. how I feel. And he's like, dude, what are you waiting for then? Like go over there and tell <laughs> her. I said, really? Wait, what? Like mm-hmm. uh, he goes, yeah, go tell her. I said, Oh, is that easy. Is that what I do? <laughs> okay. Cool, yeah. I'm I'm gonna like yeah. And um it was just a really incredible moment Yeah. Of just letting and in that moment I really let all the nonsense go. Yeah. And then it was like, Hey, like let's do this because you're my person. Mm-hmm. And that was special.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so we started dating, I moved away, I moved here to Denver, moved into my um town home and it did it felt pretty empty to be honest. Mm-hmm. But Ari and I, you know, we hadn't spoken about, you know, in together, anything like that. We, and we just started dating, like, what, three days before I left?
1: I, officially, I <laughs> yeah. guess. We were pretty familiar at this point. But. For sure.
0: And so I moved to Denver, and we start talking on the phone. We talk on the phone for, like, an embarrassing amount of hours every single day.
1: We won't say how many.
0: It was like six to eight hours straight. Like we would call each other. He'd be at work. I'd be working from home. And it it was just, I don't even know what you talk about for that long, but
1: no, you just, you're, it's almost like you just have somebody like walking around with you during your day. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was working at this point and still just like calling you.
0: Yep, And we just, I think we just missed each other. Yeah. And, um, and then I kind of started dropping subtle hints. I'm like, what if you just came out here and stayed for, like, a couple of weeks? Like, do you have any vacation time? Like, oh, haha! Ha. what if you just end up, like, never going back to Indiana? And started kind of dropping those hints, yeah. and we would laugh about that. And I'm like, oh,
1: yeah, you're so silly. Ha, yeah,
0: and then I think two weeks in, we start, you know, not laughing after we say those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what if you just live here with me, and you just work with me? And he's like, well, what would that look like? Like, tell me more. Yeah. And so we figured it all out. He moved out here 3 weeks after I left and we've been living together for like a year now.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's quite as simple as, as maybe you painted it. Okay, you <laughs>
0: you you tell your side once again. So
1: for bit, Here's my side. So I I have a, you know, a corporate sales job, um doing I would say pretty well based on most people's standards like what you're quote unquote supposed to be doing at that right. age. And um, I'm just like, whoa, I really, really miss this girl. This like sucks. And we're talking on the phone for eight hours a day and I'm obviously not living my life here to the, the best that I can. And like you said, the joke started becoming more just like conversation-based. Like, okay, so you keep saying this, what would that look like? And um, I think there was one specific moment, um, I call it the Robert Frost moment, and 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 just all these weird, subtle hints um, started happening. If you guys haven't read Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist, it's an incredible book that I've read probably three or four times in my life so far. You and I have read it together since I moved here. Mm-hmm. But it talks about when you want something um, or even when you don't, the universe kind of pushes certain things upon you. Um, but the only way that you can see them is if you open your eyes and look. And one of those moments was, uh, for me, I would always find solace in my work breaks in booksh- bookstores. I would just walk around, oftentimes not even buy anything, um, <laughs> but I would just like walk around there. And I have this thing where sometimes if I'm walking past like a wall of text, especially in bookstores, I just like a word will hit me and I have to find out what it is. And in this case, it was, um, I think it was frost. And I'm like, frost, what the hell is frost? So I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's like a, it's like a i don't know like an ocd thing i'm like what is frost i got to find it now mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay so i find this this there's a poetry book by robert frost and i open up this page and it's um what is it called the pat the road less traveled right mm-hmm. and it essentially talks about um you know taking the path less traveled the one that the the, the the unbeaten path the one that nobody else goes on but you go on because you're called to it and I call you later that day to tell you about it, mm-hmm. and you're like, you just you're not saying anything, and I'm like, yo, are you still there? Is signal lost? And you go, no, I just I don't have words. And I said, what do you mean? And you're like that that poem literally came up on my phone like the first thing this morning, the first thing I don't know where you where you saw it if it mm-hmm. was some like article or whatever, but um, that was the f- very first thing you saw this morning. You didn't tell me about it. Yeah. And I was like. So, something's weird. going on here, yeah, yeah,
0: things like that were happening a lot,
1: so moving forward from here, obviously, I did end up in Denver, um, we just kind of made it happen, you know she she convinced me to stop by for <laughs> okay. a little bit yep. and see how things would go and see how balance would go, and um it was a crazy, crazy change, mm-hmm. literally left. Everything just to to gamble on this this girl who um, was like absolutely incredible and I, I didn't I didn't really know how I was gonna figure it out or what was gonna happen in Denver or what but I knew I had to come here and that we had something very special mm-hmm. and I think that 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 gave me the confidence to to um, just make it happen Go I wasn't it. worried I wasn't worried about finances I wasn't worried about what might happen i was just like i need to be here
0: yeah i had no doubts whatsoever and there was like you know outside voices that were like it's too fast like you guys are moving too fast and you know all of those things and i really just met that with like i have no doubts Mm -hmm. i'm happy with it i'm ready for it you know and that's like another one of those examples like there is no blueprint. There's no proper time to do anything in a relationship. It's really just life happens and things happen as you go along. And our relationship wouldn't be the same today if we hadn't taken that step and, you know, moved in together and worked together and really done everything together. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, there's risk with literally every decision you make, you know, mm-hmm. there's risk. It doesn't matter if you, you buy a, a Toyota versus a Ford or if you right. do... If you buy Nike versus Adidas, there's always a risk, mm-hmm. but if it's important to you, you should just go, just go, go yeah. for it. doesn't matter.
0: And could the reward be greater than the consequence? Yeah. In this case, totally. Total, Of course. Yeah. So I think we're like that kind of with everything now. Um, we don't, we have really no doubts and that's so new for me in a relationship. Um, I went through and I've talked about it before, but a really, really tough time in college, a really toxic, really bad relationship. And as with someone who broke my trust and, you know, hurt me in so many ways. And so I was not used to being in a truly loving relationship. And so now the way that we push ourselves to communicate what we're feeling, even still to this day, um, push ourselves to, you know, communicate in a respectful way and um just being with someone who is so secure in themselves and not afraid to express how they're feeling whether it's good or bad has been life-changing and so for me it's been a huge adjustment to try to um go from you know when I used to argue or fight it was kind of a screaming match just to get my voice heard and I've had to um change the way i communicate in a lot of ways like i want to you know at first i don't i won't say anymore but at first like i'm like i want to fight and just figure this out like i just would get aggressive because that's kind of what i knew in my last relationship for so long and you just you would never fight with me you would never call me names you would never even curse at me
1: but I, i don't think that my so my communication also wasn't quite up to par based on past relationships because when i'm upset or angry and i'm just done mm-hmm. i don't want to talk
0: yeah i just leave walk I'm, away. Gonna, I'm
1: just either quiet or i just want to go do my own thing i would go do weird things and just like <laughs> leave and go draw or something something like that like yeah. and, but just in silence mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're next to me i'm just going to be silent yeah and you guys can see how these two contrasting <laughs> <Terrible>. uh,
0: personas
1: <laughs> might conflict, yeah. and they did at times, obviously. But there's—it's all about communication. I think I've maybe learned to communicate. Hey, if I'm upset, or hey, if I don't like this, or hey, if this is bothering me, just say that.
0: Yeah. You know, and I'm,
1: and I'm still working to this day. I'm not the greatest. Yeah. And I, so it's me kind of stepping up my communication, and probably Chloe toning it down a little bit.
0: Toning it down, but it's not like I was communicating well at first. It's like. I was getting upset, but I not only didn't know the reason, but I wasn't telling you why I was upset. I was just kind of putting the blame on you. And so even recently, and recently I mean like the last six months, I've really been trying to just reflect and understand where are these feelings coming from? Because Ari is so good to me. So when I really think about it, it's like it's not really anything that he's doing, it's my insecurities and again my past experiences that are just putting a you know blinder on the way that I'm seeing things, and so I'm like telling myself this story that's not true, and I'm um, you know being insecure in myself and then also in our relationship, and that's if it, then it's reflecting on our interactions it's never really the things that you do or say so um I and, the, kind and of that
1: goes that goes both ways right that, and, the, and that goes beyond just relationships even like honestly let's say you're at a coffee shop and you go and order your coffee and the person who is at the counter is super rude to you mm-hmm. honestly it's probably not something that you did it's probably not anything you said that person might just be having a rough day yeah Totally. And, and it's about not taking things personally i think yeah. and for me I, I think that i really like grab a hold of the way that people act like in like towards me or mm-hmm. even just in my in my presence so it, that was a really big learning thing for me is like hey it's not about you it's honestly selfish at times to really think that it's about you mm-hmm.
0: totally like people they're going to have bad days
1: mm-hmm. totally yeah. I
0: think we've each had our own and a lot together but <laughs> we're just like exhausted. And, you know, you say things that you don't mean or things come off the wrong way. And that's, I think, been the real, really the only struggle that we've faced in our relationship, thankfully. Um, yeah.
1: And you're going to have that with <coughs> whether it's your significant other or uh, a roommate. Yeah. I mean, just coexisting with another human can be difficult because you guys are just different. You know, that's okay.
0: Yeah, and not only coexisting, we're not just living in the same place, but we are also working together all the time. And we were sharing a car for the first half, yeah. so we were driving everywhere together, going to the gym together. <laughs> but I I wouldn't have traded it. I I love being around you. I still do all the time. Yeah. Um,
1: I think most people, if we tell them our, our scenario... Would say that, wow, like that must be tough. Yeah. You know? But uh, honestly, it wasn't. They it, always
0: ask, how do you do it?
1: Yeah. I, I don't have tips for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> just be a good person, I guess, and pick the right partner. I don't know.
0: It's really just about there's two things that are really huge that I um, feel really made us. And one of them is just to find someone who's a good match and don't lie to yourself. And, um, you know, almost trick yourself into thinking that, okay, I want this person so bad that I need to adjust myself to make them happy or adjust myself to interest them. So you really, first and foremost, have to figure out who you are and have your identity and not let go of it. So a lot of people, when they get into a relationship, they kind of find their identity in their significant other. Yeah. And with us, I think it's always been super important to just, um, I mean we were alone we were both single and alone for a long time mm-hmm. before this relationship, and in that period of time, we found that we both really um set an identity for ourselves and it developed that yeah and then once we started dating, we didn't let go of it, so you really have to have that identity before you can um bring something to the table and find someone who is a you know, a good match for you, an yeah. equal match, and a good partner, and that's the thing that a relationship really is, um, a partnership. And so you're going through life together. You should be on the same team, and you should be rooting for each other and wanting to build each other up. Um, obviously, not be taking away from each other. Yeah,
1: and and to add on to um what you said on, about forming identities, I think that you really have to find out exactly who you are and what you like before you try to be what someone else wants. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really big deal.
0: Yeah. I know that I made that mistake a couple times in my life where I didn't know who I was. I felt lost. And so, you know, I found this person that I thought was going to make me feel whole. And then when that ended, I felt like there was nothing left of yeah. me. Yeah,
1: you know? for sure. Like if you like, I don't know, if you like records or books or comic books, books. And and the person coming over is, like, this really big party person. You think that they don't – they would think that's nerdy. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be hiding those books or those right. whatever. You know, <laughs> you want to just, like, own exactly who you yeah. are. And if, you think that, if you think that's cool, awesome. If not, okay, well, that's, that's what I'm into.
0: And that's the thing is, like, there are so many people in this world. You will find someone who's a good match for you. And not only that, but someone who – will respect you and you'll have the similarities and the things that are important, like your values and the things that you want in life. And so you shouldn't settle for someone who doesn't feel like the right fit or doesn't feel like a good match. If you can't see yourself waking up every day and spending that with them, then you're missing out on really what could be a beautiful part of your life. I think like your partner can be everything to you like I have the most amazing family and you know a small group of friends that I absolutely adore and love so much but to me like the partnership that Ari and I have is the most fulfilling thing that I've ever experienced yeah you know what I mean
1: I would agree I would definitely agree um and if realistically as far as relationships go like if you end up with this person forever, you end up living together. Like that's, that's a really important step. You can have your closest friends. And I have some of the most incredible friends in the world. But if that person that you're with is like your best friend as well yeah. and your pal and you guys like, like the same stuff and you really enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. and you don't have that like, oh, I just need to get away from the house and hang out with my boys. Like I, I literally never feel like that. And it's the first time in any relationship that it's been that way. Mm -hmm. and it's like whoa this is how it should be
0: totally but that's the thing is like this i mean we still have nights that were like up till midnight just like laughing so hard that we're in tears just like joking around like your partner really they should be your best friend like you should so enjoy your time with them it shouldn't be something that ever feels forced or um you know something where you just don't have anything in common yeah yeah you know?
1: yeah for sure if you had to give one one bit of advice to um just like young ladies out there or even your younger self when you were in your single phase or even before you know you let yourself um find that person which Was me. Let's be honest. It was me. Let's be honest. Um,
0: If it wasn't clear. (laughs) If it
1: wasn't, if you guys missed the whole other podcast, um, what would you say? What, What advice would you give them? Just like, just one quick thing.
0: So the one thing that I would tell my younger self, not even just pertaining to relationships, but, um, her relationship with herself is that like the person that she is is so badass and so smart and capable of doing literally anything that she wants to do i feel that way about every everyone really but i think young women in particular feel like they have to be someone that they're not there's so much pressure and i speak you know i'm biased i'm sure you would feel that way about of young course. men as well but I just know from experience that there is so much pressure in this unrealistic expectation um, that I feel like we all compare ourselves to, and I never felt at home in my own mind and in my own body, and that I lived that way, I think, since I was, like, 12 years old until I'm now 24, so it was really in the urge right before I met you, when I was 22, was I 22 when we met? Yeah. Yeah when I was 22 when I met you, I, you know, that's like 12 years of just living in this universe where I am just, I'm like nobody. I'm like a chameleon. I'm whoever I need to be in the moment. So what I would tell myself is just to really like, don't lose sight of who you are, just depending on who you're around or the environment that you're in, because who you are is, you know, beautiful because she is unique. It's not that she's weird, I mean, I feel like your uniqueness makes you an individual and that's the most powerful thing that you have. So if you can be confident in yourself and you can be proud of yourself, um, I always say that that's like the biggest superpower because there's so many people who are not living that way and they're not, um, they don't feel proud of themselves. When they look in the mirror, they don't see just so much potential and light and life in front of them. So if I could speak to my younger self, I would just tell her to invest in herself first and get to know herself and develop in all the ways that she possibly can. don't let go of the nerdy things that she likes, um, that they're okay and they're kind of cool, and she'll meet someone who also likes those weird nerdy things, and to understand yourself before you try to connect with a partner I think that's the mistake that I made in high school it's a mistake I made in college where I found my identity in other people and I really didn't find it in myself first so I think for me that's the biggest piece of advice if I could go back in time and just tell myself one thing that's it just figure out your identity and be true to that person
1: you know that's I love I, I love that <laughs> That's sound advice, I think, for both genders.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. What do you feel like it can be pertaining to dating or whatever life, but what do you think is your biggest advice from a male perspective?
1: Oh, dating advice from a male perspective.
0: Could be a whole nother podcast, really.
1: It it really could, (laughs) uh, just because there's so many connotations attached to, like, male dating. But... Kind of in line with what you said. Number one, invest in yourself. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Um, I think that I'm realizing that. I, th- I think it's whether or not it's common interest. It's attractive to meet somebody um, that's passionate about something. Yeah. You know, it's it, it doesn't. You don't have to be the guy who's trying to pull all the girls by I don't know, looking a certain way or acting a certain way. Or being the big party guy, if you are great, be that person. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to. I think I think it's way more incredible um, for both you know potential partners and potential friends to see you being your genuine self. Yeah. Doing things that really interest you, investing in things that interest you, um, and and pursuing that. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I would I would say that along with letting go of ego. There's nothing truly cool about just being wanted um kind of like with the ego swiping on social media or whether you're like you know trying to see if girls are interested in you and then just bailing afterwards after you get that bit of dopamine knowing that somebody wants you that's not genuine that's not a real relationship so empty that's so empty Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that myself as well as my friends and i'm sure a lot of young males out there have had to learn um, if you're taking time to work on yourself and focus on your passions, do that. That's incredible. Do that. Um, but if you're just chasing um, some ego fuel, let that go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that, that would be my most sound advice.
0: That's so true. Talking about like the most beautiful people in this world are people who, one, know themselves, and two, are passionate about something. Like they're more than just this surface level, like their eyes light up when they talk about this. Yeah. Like those are the two things, I think we both touched on them, but those are really the two things that make you attractive, not in a romantic or physical way, but as a person, like a magnet, like, who are you? I want to get to know you. Yeah. Right. And that, that goes for friends, that goes for potential partners, Just if you're true to yourself and you're comfortable with that, you're confident in that, like those are, and it it can't be like, we all hear, you know, the most attractive thing you can be is confident, but that's not it really. Cause you can pretend that pretty easily. You can have this facade of being cocky and whatever. And if you focus on that instead of the foundation of it, which is just knowing yourself, loving yourself, having a passion, Mm -hmm. it's a facade and it eventually will fall away. Yeah. Uh,
1: i've had friends and this was like palpable i've had a friend who's called me and said yo man i think i'm gonna buy a mercedes or whatever it was going to be and i could tell like okay that's sure that's cool whatever but then i had a friend call me (laughs) and feel like dude i just wrote this four chord progression on this song and it it's incredible (laughs) and and he's not even like a professional musician but he was so passionate about that four chord progression Mm -hmm. and i could feel it i didn't even see his eyes i just heard it in his voice and Mm -hmm. just seeing that is like man and i like you
0: that is like to me the most exciting thing it's like this it's like a spark yeah like there's nothing like it when you hear someone speak about something that they're passionate about or even you just watch them pursue that it is incredible
1: yeah. There's magic in that.
0: Yeah. And it's rare in this world. Yeah. Because everyone's trying to be the same. They're all after the same thing. So when you you pursue something outside of that, if you pursue something that's more than just money or power or whatever it is that we're all kind of after and you pursue, you know, your hobby. Yeah.
1: It's Get excited. Just,
0: yeah. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. If you can't do it as a full-time job, still spend time on it.
0: Totally. And that's one of those developmental things where it's like, you know, we all we stop being forced to learn when we leave high school, basically, or college for some. And if we don't push ourselves to continue growing and learning and, you know, whether it's reading or it's going out and experiencing things intentionally to learn, then we're doing ourselves a disservice.
1: 100%. 100%. We're
0: leaving portions of our brains unlocked. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. This yeah. is we're, we're jumping into a whole new topic. A whole new topic. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think we should maybe r- wrap up the relationship sure. uh, podcast here yeah. and save all the juice for the next one.
0: Well, I hope that you guys liked hearing a little bit more about our story. We've never really gone into depth on this. I don't think we've talked to very many people about our story in general but we certainly haven't gone to this degree of depth so it's kind of exciting to share it with you guys also a little bit nerve-wracking
1: I mean this is this is the, mo- the most detailed I've spoken about you and I yeah ever totally my, my mother is gonna he- hear this and learn yeah. a lot of new things all <laughs> my fr- she all my friends are gonna hear this and learn a lot of new yeah. things yeah um and yeah tens of thousands of people are gonna hear this right and now i'm sweating
0: stop <laughs> i'm not really sweating
1: but uh hmm. yeah, i hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, enjoyed our story and maybe took something from it um again we're we're what 24 now yeah right there with you yeah. we were 22 when this all started living Only. in the exact same culture dealing with the exact same things and this is just kind of how we navigated it and got over ourselves
0: yeah And it's hard, but you really just need to be true to yourself and understand that there is no right way to go about it. There's no right path. There's no blueprint to anything that you do in life. You can accomplish anything. And if your relationship starts out or carries on on a weird chord like ours might have, that's okay. Like, this is honestly the most beautiful relationship that I could ever even have imagined. And it's not like anything i have seen you know it's not the right way to do things or (laughs) you know any of those things you typically don't start out by saying hey idiot but here we are today here we are and things are amazing amazing so thank you guys so much for listening it is 11 p.m now so if anyone tries to record a later podcast than us on the balance show
1: good luck good Good luck luck.
0: we hold this record
1: yeah yeah we win not giving me a smudge (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening guys
0: again thank you guys so much for listening this was so much fun to just sit here talk with Aerie we tend to have these talks there's two major times it's on our little balcony when we're sitting looking up at the stars or we're on a walk around the lake we have these like random deep chats and they're they every single time it happens it doesn't happen often because we don't get that opportunity very often but every single time it happens it reminds me of when we first started dating we had talks like this where I'm like there's so much depth to this person and I just I get to know him more and more every every single time that we do that it's incredible so I love these chats if you guys want to hear more of these just let us know you can DM at The Balance Show on Instagram and just give us some topics. Just say, you know, we want to hear Chloe and Aerie talk about fill in the blank. And we'd love to get back on here with you guys. So absolutely love to. (laughs) Absolutely love to. It was so much fun. Um, It's, yeah, it's too late now. We definitely have to wrap it up. Yeah,
1: thanks for listening, guys. Ciao. Bon voyage. Dobro outro.
0: (laughs) We will see you guys next time. But thank you for tuning in to this second episode of the Hashtag Relationships series. Good night. Good night.